Good morning. Sunday morning. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Wrong Think Radio. I'm your host, Aaron, broadcasting from just outside the nation's capital in beautiful northern Virginia. And I'm Alan, coming to you from the lovely and overcast greater Seattle metropolitan area. And this is Wrong Think Radio, sir, to our live show that we bring you guys every single week to give you our facts and analysis of what's going on in the world today, breaking through all of the media propaganda and just trying to make sense of the world around us as normal people and, uh... What a world it is. Um, everything from Indeed. potential aliens to idiocy to who the hell even knows. Um, you know, I had an entire wonderful show prepped. And then over the last couple of days, we've had more random objects that have just decided to show up in the United States. And I've watched the weirdest situations and discussions and whatever, but I'm going to hand the honor of introducing the random flying objects over to Alan because he's really excited about them, um, mostly because he wants to be able to talk to them to see whether or not they built the pyramids. Um, no, but in reality, I'm going to I'm going to let you you kind of take this one and, and introduce it, Alan, because I know that this is this is like so much of your um fun aspect i know you love this so sure. tell everybody about these random uh, objects so here's what we know we know that last week the chinese spy balloon drifted uh over the entire united states first seen off the coast off of alaska then drifted across canada then down across sort of montana wyoming across the united states eventually it was shot down off the east coast so chinese spy balloon last week this week Two confirmed, possibly three more unidentified flying objects were detected over North American airspace. One of them was shot down by an F-22 over Canada. Another one was shot down, I believe again, by an F-22 over Alaska. And then a, there was a, quote, radar anomaly detected over Montana hours after these were the uh, object was shot down in Canada. Uh, a bunch of Montana airspace was essentially taken over by the DOD, and we have no really further reporting on that other than the airspace has been reopened. So there is something in the sky. All of it, all of these things seem to be following the same path as that initial Chinese spy balloon coming in over the pole, over the Arctic Circle and down across Alaska, Canada, and into the northern. Uh, United States. The reporting on the objects, the two objects that were shot down over Alaska and Canada, has reported them as cylindrical objects about the size of a car. And I believe in both cases, the explanation is these objects were in, at 40,000 feet, entering you, entering, uh, posing, quote, a threat to civilian airspace. And that is what prompted the decision to shoot them down. Uh, otherwise, we have very little other information of what these objects are, what they were. They are being alternatingly called unidentified objects, uh, objects in the sky, unidentified flying objects. Unfortunately, the reporting around this is very confusing. 
a lot of people are jumping to conclusions of, well, I hear unidentified object being shot down, I'm going to think aliens. Harkening back to all of the mainstream media sort of leaks, releases by the DOD and the U.S. Navy last year, uh, in the last couple years, about we keep our planes keep seeing all these unidentified flying objects and Navy test ranges and and they you know behave like nothing should be able to fly and they dive into the water and they pull a thousand you know g turns and so i think that a lot of people look at this and are rightfully going well is this those aliens these unidentified flying objects that all these navy planes were seeing over the last couple of years i was told by the news it's an unidentified flying object it must be aliens i however am very skeptical that it's aliens for a couple reasons. If it was aliens, if the if these F-22s had shot down what would be considered, say, quote, alien spacecraft, stuff where it was obvious that this is not of this Earth. Um, because remember, in those releases of the last couple of years, the Department of Defense said, said, has basically said these craft are, the objects they keep seeing are, you know, they use alternating terminology. Like, Huge, like you know, technically impossible, or things like that, or not known to have come from any terrestrial nation state. Again, I feel like if an F twenty two pilot shot down a glowing orb of light that was juking and jiving in mid air, the way an alien spacecraft supposedly is, I feel the news would be, the news reporting on it would be vastly different, because you would essentially be announcing first contact to the for a couple reasons first you'd be essentially announcing we have first contact with potentially an alien race on earth and joe biden would want to take credit for it the democrats would want to give joe biden credit for it they would want their guy in office they would be capitalizing on it politically they don't seem to be necessarily doing that or it's not being reported in that way these the information is coming not directly from the white house but from dod spokesmen as if it is sort of some something much more routine. And I think that is what makes me suspicious about it being some sort of aliens, is it is being delivered to us as if this is more routine. And if it was something truly fantastic, either they would tell us absolutely nothing, or it would come as with a huge amount of fanfare. Additionally, it is very strange how they are presenting this because if it's not if it's not aliens, well then it's just oh it's it's some object that was launched from another country. You you would be using the phrase foreign aircraft or foreign I don't know dirigible. You would be using terminology like we saw with that Chinese spy balloon where it was unidentified balloon, unidentified foreign it'd be you know you would use terminology that would leave no doubt as to its terrestrial origin that it this originated from some country it is made of human science some foreign object some foreign aeros aerospace contraption was detected and shot down and so i feel like that none of the reporting on this makes very much sense. If it's not a UFO, why are you using this terminology that is intentionally vague? If it is a UFO, why are you not? Why is this not the biggest story of the century? 
I think. And I think my one of the things I noticed listening to reporting on this was the phrase a threat to civilian airspace kept being repeated by multiple spokesmen for the U.S. government. Almost always, it sounded like everyone was coached, hey, when you describe this, make sure to include the phrase, we decided to shoot it down when it was realized it was a threat to civilian airspace. Right. Which is weird because he's like, well, it's an unidentified object violating U.S. airspace. That alone marks it able to be, uh, that alone justifies shooting it down. Nobody would question that, especially on the back of this Chinese spy balloon that very embarrassingly totally violated U.S. airspace, went over the entire country, and they shot shot it down days later. It is bizarre that you then wouldn't respond with, well, something unidentified was violating your airspace, probably another Chinese balloon. Nobody would criticize the administration for just shooting for ch- shooting first and asking questions later. In fact, if I was the administration, I would use this to say, hey, there were three more Chinese, possibly up to three more Chinese spy balloons violating your airspace. We shot them down and we shot them down immediately. We're hunting for the third one. China will not be able to get away with this. This And you'd use this opportunity to say, if you just were open, you could very easily use the opportunity to say, these, this Chinese surveillance effort that we have just now uncovered has absolutely identified key weaknesses in U.S. national defense. And we are, and I, Joe Biden, am, you know, by executive order or whatever, am announcing a multi-trillion dollar effort to bolster and make the U.S. air defenses impregnable against this kind of threat. And I, I, we wouldn't really be able to criticize it. I think all the people on the right would be able to say is, this is the tranny-led military being irresponsible and dumb. But then it would just be that. We, we couldn't right. say your response in the future is going to be bad because everyone would say, well, yeah. There's a weakness, and now we're rectifying it, and that just happens. It's a very that would be a very defensible position. It'd be the same as saying, "Well, yeah, like the enemy has in, developed a new technology that we don't have a counter for, and now we are furiously developing a counter for that." That happens, and it's a very real, normal thing. And so, if you just took that line and said, "Hey, like there's a we." It turns out like high-flying slow balloons are not, we don't pick up on early warning radars, which were designed for ICBMs. So that's now a vulnerability that we are just taking care of. Very reasonable. But they're not taking that easy out. That would also make Joe Biden look good. It would deflect criticism. It would essentially be, hey, we're being open and transparent. There is a vulnerability and we are now plugging that gap. Right. They're not taking the easy out on it, which, again, makes me suspicious. And to put on my tinfoil hat here, because they're not treating it like logic would dictate if this was aliens, but they're also coyly, they're also reporting this and describing it in a way that is intentionally vague and not taking advantage of the opportunity to before them of saying this is a foreign country and we're you know stop we're gonna make sure this never happens again they're playing this weird middle ground that's to me comes across as intentionally uh, obscure intentionally obfuscating what this thing was using the phrases unidentified flying object in all the reporting 
And the only explanation I can come up for with looking at how this is being reported and the information we're given is that it seems like this, there might be an attempt to not really say what it is, because that would be embarrassing, but also to nudge the discussion so that everybody gets too preoccupied debating about aliens and no one looks and goes there is a giant national security vulnerability that we have why does that vulnerability exist what are we doing to plug that gap and how are we going to to punish china for violating u.s airspace in my right. opinion based on the information i have it seems highly likely that all of these things are related Chinese spy balloon drifting across the United States, these potentially, these at least two, but potentially three other objects drifting across the United States from the same direction along the same flight path. Is it a constellation of Chinese spy balloons that were all essentially released at the same time and one of them was just a little bit ahead of the other? And they drift, and their goal was to drift across US airspace, especially after the first one, it drifts across the U.S. response now becomes extremely heightened. All the early warning radars are flicked on everywhere. Everything goes to a higher alert status. And now your next wave of Chinese balloons can absolutely pinpoint, collect on, and identify every, everywhere the U.S. radar has radars, where our command and control centers are, what where you know military radio in, relays are, because you could just have electronic warfare packages and intelligence collection packages on the next wave of balloons that could collect on all this. It's almost like a you use the first one to flush out a response, and then the next ones essentially uh, collect intelligence on how the U.S. responds to invasions of its airspace. Especially if you're using balloons that you, through, say, other espionage efforts, fly at this specific altitude where they're below... ICBM detecting early warning radars, but they're above maybe, you know, normal air defense radars. It's that that seems like a very likely scenario that these are all part of a Chinese effort to determine the air defense and missile defense capabilities of the United States in preparation for them deploying a new say strategic level weapon system like possibly a hypersonic or factional orbital bombardment nuclear delivery system which u.s intelligence estimates have been very concerned about for the last decade all so, of this could be mm. and that's what it seems like it seems like this is a test of u.s capabilities so that the chinese can incorporate the lessons learned about how the u.s defends itself into its next generation of defense technology and the Biden administration is being intentionally ob obscure about that because they do not want to pick a fight with China. They want to probably respond to China quietly and secretly and plug these holes secretly, but they don't want to officially announce to the United States, to the U.S. people and then to China that there, that there are these attacks, essentially attacks on U.S. sovereignty and violations of U.S. airspace. Now we have to respond I think the Biden administration, based on their previous track record of working with China, are intentionally trying to bury these stories while also maintaining U.S. security. It's like, we'll quietly shoot them down because we don't act, because honestly, there's enough people in the DOD and that 
are probably still focused on actual national defense that are saying we have to stop the Chinese from doing this, but we have to do it in a way that we don't admit to the American people that the Chinese are this actively trying to test our defense capabilities and they are finding vulnerabilities. That makes the administration look bad and would force the administration to do things like send another carrier group to the South China Sea and aggressively step up its own programs of espionage against China. They, we'd have to respond and they don't want to respond. So I think a lot of the way this is being reported, the way it's being announced, essentially even the dragging of the feet on the last Chinese balloon, could be an effort by the administration to ensure that they don't they are not forced into a position where they have to take overt negative action towards china right i well and and to that point uh one of the things in in the comments that like colleen is pointing out is um like this was flying at uh, approximately forty thousand feet the balloon was at sixty thousand feet and so like they can make the statement of this was interfering with um, this could interfere with severe civilian aircraft traffic because that is the pocket with which uh, civilian aircraft traffic moves. Yeah. And and that's that's fine. But it all kind of sounds like an excuse. And and it let me does. explain, like. The whole. With the whole Chinese, like with with the, the, the Chinese spy balloon. The it, the reason why it was not taken down was because it supposedly posed a danger on the ground with these two other objects they and they're moving along at least similar flight paths um the statement is well they don't pose as much of a danger or, or right. i'm sorry i'm sorry um they they pose they like they they posed a danger to aircraft you're like okay so we took them down immediately and it was like but your reason for not taking the chinese balloon down was it would be unsafe to shoot something down over land you shot these down over land one of the i believe the one in alaska was shot down over the water well they okay <laughs> they shot it they could have shot the balloon down over the water right now i like, will they, i will potentially give them some credit because it is it is reasonable to think that the air force went we don't have anything that can shoot down a balloon if we fire a missile at it it'll just go through the balloon and then it could pose a, a risk to civilians on the other side of the balloon as it like flies along and lands well, well, somewhere sure, else sure like it, that not, seems reasonable and i could see the you. see them being like we would love to shoot this balloon down but we have a team of dudes furiously working on how to modify a air-to-air -air missile to shoot something down that we don't have anything designed to like there's nothing that we have that is designed to shoot down a balloon like this i mean potentially potentially there's nothing that's designed to shoot down a balloon like this so we have to do a crash modify some missile to shoot it down and if that doesn't work and the missile doesn't blow doesn't shoot down the balloon it now flies past the balloon for another like 100 miles and lands who knows where and that's worse than waiting until we it's over water so and now potentially with these other balloons they go well we know how to modify the missile and that it worked do that immediately and shoot these things down now all of that makes sense but that is not what we were told and so all you're doing and no, nothing against you by any means, all you're doing is rationalizing for them. That's not what they said. None of that is what they said. Not even close. 
that's not even close to what they told us. And and so I understand it. We can sit here all day and come up with all of these brilliant reasons why they might have done what they did. And that makes perfect sense. But that's not what this administration is telling the American people. This administration is telling the American people, oh, we can't. It would be unsafe. It could hurt people. Um, And so we didn't. And the damn thing flew over the Aleutian Islands, over the water. And perhaps they didn't have the capability or whatever. But and I totally don't get me wrong. I understand that you're not going to go on the news and say, we have no way of defending against this. And then the Chinese go, oh, really? You know, like, I I get that. Mm -hmm. Like, but you don't tell, like, if you're going to lie to the American people, it needs to be a good one. If you're going to lie for national security reasons, it needs to be a good one. And it can't be, um, well, it, it could hurt people if we shoot it down. And then, you know, two to possibly three more objects come and you just shoot them down. Well, now we know it was a lie. And sure. so I, I have a right to go, okay, so why, why couldn't you take the balloon down? And maybe the answer is, well, we, you know, didn't have the capability or, or, you know, whatever other, other purpose, or it could even be something as simple as it was far higher in altitude. And that's actually way more difficult or what have you. That's fine. But the initial excuse was we're going to allow this thing to fly across the entire United States. Because it would be unsafe to take it down. And then literally one week later, it's, it's okay, guys, we shot him down. We took him down. Biden's so tough because we took it down. And it was like, this is that you don't get to just do that. And then you don't get to do that. And then act like we're the assholes for asking the question of, well, why is this different? And the Mm -hmm. excuse, like you pointed out that they're using is, well, this was this, uh, this posed a danger to air traffic. Okay, that makes some sense, I suppose, except for the fact that what it suggests is that the Chinese spy balloon with a full SIGINT package, like the only reason why that was allowed to fly was, well, it didn't pose a threat to civilian air traffic because that's what we care about. Not that a foreign country is gathering intelligence information or at least attempting to gather intelligence information um, over our entire country, just as long as it doesn't interfere with Southwest airlines. Right. Like, is, like, is like I that said, the that line seems that they're taking. That seems like a very odd way to describe it because the idea that if it, because it makes it sound like if this wasn't interfering with civilian airspace, you wouldn't have shot it down. <laughs> that's, and yeah, I feel so that's, that's where odd I because it's nobody I don't think anybody in America would criticize the administration after this first Chinese spy balloon to shooting first and asking questions later. They would look like they were taking U.S. national defense very seriously, and that would be a political win. And so when the administration is not doing an action that results in a political win, it should it means there is something more going on here. And, I mean, the simplest answer is... They didn't know how to shoot down the first balloon, and they didn't want to admit that they, A, there was a vulnerability in U.S. Um, aer- airspace defense that allowed this thing to get in, and B, that they didn't have a response to it. Easily, the DOD could have been relatively irresponsible about this threat because we were also told that these balloons were coming in under Trump, and nobody seemed to care. Right. Yeah, because yeah, all right. the reporting also about the balloon said that is that this is part of a Chinese surveillance program that's been going on for a couple of years. And I was like, well, why is this the, is it the first time I've ever heard of this? 
that yeah and that's that's something that i'm actually i've i've been having well it, it's funny because um watching the you know praetorian guard and the propagandists on social media and and the news that was like their big talking point was don't be upset at biden over balloons trump had like three of them or a bazillion or whatever and they flew in and the trump administration was like we never heard anything about this ever like right. show they literally said show proof that the president of the united states was aware of this at all show proof and because they were denying it, we never heard anything right. about this. So show us proof. And the media response was, well, the DOD didn't tell the president of the United States because he couldn't be trusted. He would have tried to attack China or something stupid because he was just a big dummy dumb. And the media was like, see, heroic. Right. And it's like, wait, wait a minute. So the line, but un understand it was an excuse. The, the entire story was an excuse to make to, to basically make Democrats scream about Trump rather than question Biden. It was all about giving red meat to their deranged Democrat base to scream about Donald Trump and his supporters. And remember the people you hate. Remember who the bad people are. It was all that because this was so embarrassing. This entire situation was extremely embarrassing for, not just for Joe Biden, but for like the entire kind of deep state establishment, because the mm -hmm. DOD looks weak. Like you didn't know what to do. You didn't know that. the. And by the way, does it make it better when they're like, well, Donald Trump had three of them. <laughs> Take that conservatives. Oh, so you knew for years that these existed and still didn't have a way to take them down. Interesting. Yeah, That's the line strange. you're going to go with. Wow. Like real, real. Well, that's that's awesome. Oh, don't worry, guys. This has been happening for years, and we just hid it from you. That's the line you're going to go with, and that's fascinating. It's weird that that's what you would do, but it shows because what it shows, and the reaction to these other objects shows, is the Biden presidency's absolute obsession with how the headlines read and how how people and what people could possibly tweet about what happened. That's what they're, that's what they're obsessed with. Nothing else that the, the highest thing is, how does this look? How does it read? How does it brief? And uh, how can people talk about it on social media? Because that was exactly it. All of these conservatives were upset over the fact that a, you know, foreign um, military asset was flying over the United States, which I can't, I, I can't get people to fully fathom actually how like concerning that truly is. Um, sure. But additionally, their reaction was, we need to get um, all of our idiot propagandists on social media to screech about something else because we can't have them focusing on how bad a job Biden's doing. So they did that. And now when it's these uh, other objects, what's the thing that they're actually, if you really look at the reporting, if you really look at what they're saying, the words they're using and all of that, what's the big thing that they're most obsessed with is trying to differentiate this from a balloon. You can tell that they're so embarrassed over the whole balloon thing because like John Kirby, the national security spokesperson wanted to make sure like they are, t we, we were over the last couple of days, we were literally seeing reports of unidentified objects coming into us airspace being taken down by aircraft. Like that's a pretty big deal. Like a lot of people want to know what it, like, what is happening? What are these, where are they coming from? Like all of these 
interesting and wonderful questions that make perfect sense. What was John Kirby's big focus was making sure this isn't a balloon. Just so everyone's aware, it's not a balloon. Yeah. Like they want to make sure everyone knows it's a, it's not a balloon. Likely they're going to call it a rigid airship because it's a blimp. But at the end of I the day, I can easily see something like that. Yeah. The, the American people don't give a damn if it's a balloon, a helicopter, a drone. It's not about what it is. And this is why, this is why these people are so dumb and so infuriating. It's not what it is. It's what it's doing. The problem is, is what it's doing. We were upset that you let a foreign aircraft fly across our entire country and fed us bullshit answers. And the, by the way, I'll go back to the original part of this. The only reason why we knew was because a news station in Billings, Montana got footage. If that news station did not get footage, if nobody for whatever reason was able to take a picture of this thing, they wouldn't have ever said anything. You have to prove me wrong on that because they, they knew about it a week prior to the reporting and they yeah. said nothing and they would have continued to say nothing if it was never discovered. But right. then it and was. See, and that backs mm -hmm. up my theory that they don't want to cause a confrontation with China over these uh, Chinese spy attempts. They want to keep it very quiet and maybe respond quietly. I mean, who knows? But clearly they, they know that China is trying these things and they are intentionally trying to keep it out of the news. And that's why I think you are hearing stuff about unidentified flying objects is because it's beneficial to have people debate whether or not it's a UFO more than it's beneficial to have people debate why the hell are these things over the United States. So how long until the propagandists, and I don't think that this has already happened, but how long until the propagandists start uh, pointing out or start uh, claiming that this could be Russian? See, that's that's also conf also somewhat confusing, right? Because mm -hmm. the easy answer here is to say it's the Russians. Yep. Well, why aren't you taking that? Why aren't you taking that easy answer? I don't know, but that's it is confusing, right? Yeah, like. I feel like the natural response here would be that they just say, uh, it could be Russian. And then everybody on the left just starts screeching about Russia and then probably Trump because they're obsessed. Um, but they would, they like, let's just, let's just claim, let's just claim that they're potentially Russian. And then Joe Biden's so tough. Look at how tough he is over uh, against Russia. Then Russia comes out and goes, we have nothing to do with this. And everybody goes, that's what they would say. That's what a liar like Putin would say. Like, right? yeah, like you, you have carte blanche. You could literally accuse Russia of anything, literally anything in this country right now. And the entire, like there, like there would be zero way for Russia to ever prove otherwise, because everything that they say, they would be like, that's exactly what a lying liar would say. Cause he's a lying liar. Very true. Very so true. I'm waiting. I, I'm waiting. What's what's I I because the whole like I said the whole thing is the Chinese balloon was extremely embarrassing and the reason why they couldn't deny that one was because China came out and said that's ours. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I almost wonder. Like I guess let me rephrase. What would make me extremely suspicious next week is if suddenly they were like, we believe that these were Russian origin. I would be like, I don't believe that at all. They're probably Chinese and um, the Biden administration is lying about it. 
because they don't want to be in a confrontation with China. Either, either because of all the financial motivation given to the Biden family, of which there is a lot, or yeah. for whatever other reason, um, if I basically if I hear Russia anywhere near these um, flying objects after a Chinese balloon like came the week prior, I'm going to be like, like I'm going to judge anybody very harshly who just believes that. Yeah. But at the same time, the alien thing is probably a distraction too. How much you want to bet that the late night comedians and everything like that are going to be making a bunch of jokes about the coming aliens. Oh, our alien overload. Oh, like, haha, yuck, yuck, yuck. This is all funny, guys. Isn't this hilarious? Isn't it funny that there's a bunch of flying objects flying over our country? Isn't that hilarious, everybody? Let's make it a meme. This isn't funny. Nothing yeah. about this is actually funny. This is extremely concerning. We basically have zero national sovereignty. Well, yeah, and so the worry is, is anyone in the government taking it serious enough that, I guess that's my, my worry, is are we taking it serious, serious enough? Is there a hole in the U.S. national defense? I get to wonder about these things. And, it sound, and I don't trust that the Biden administration is going to be forthcoming about that. Especially because it seems like they are being intentionally obscure about what these things are. It's like, mm -hmm. it's like, or or they're aliens. Who knows? But I don't trust the Biden White House. I would trust them a lot more if they just came out and said, "Yeah, these things evaded U.S. air defense, and that's why it's important that we spend a bazillion dollars on new U.S. air defense." I was like, "Well, that makes some sense, sure." Right. But. Yeah, I, I I think they're being purposefully vague. I think that they're obsessed with trying to somehow differentiate this from being a Chinese spy balloon. And at the same right. time, all of the propagandists that I watch to see kind of how the Democrat uh, discussion is shifting, they want to talk about anything but this. Like, yeah. they basically lost all credibility you know, there was the argument, we discussed it last week on the show. We talked about some of the reactions to the balloon and all this other stuff. Well, then when it was, it was conservatives are stupid for being upset over a balloon. Oh my God, what a bunch of babies. Ha ha ha. What a bunch of losers. They're crying over a balloon. Then it gets taken down and Joe Biden's the strongest, toughest president that ever presidented because he shot down the balloon. Oh, our savior. Uh, yeah. Again, why are they not taking that line? They could easily get a bunch of political wins by saying these were Chinese spy balloons and we shot them down and we are going to rectify this national security threat. Their own supporters would eat that up and think it was great. They would increase their chances of reelection. The Democrats would look tough on national defense. Right. The fact that they're not means that they are intentionally trying to avoid a confrontation with China. And that and I makes me wonder why. Like, if China is violating U.S. airspace, the U.S. should be responding, and I don't really trust the Biden administration with their ties to China to be taking the threat seriously. Right. Or at least I don't trust them to respond to the threat seriously, which means these violations of U.S. airspace are only going to increase. Well, yeah, and, and I guess that's the... <laughs> You know, once they gave the excuse of, well, we had to shoot it down because it was violating civilian air traffic. It's like, OK, so if they if whatever these objects were, if they're able to just go 10, 20,000 feet higher, what then you wouldn't shoot it down? That, that exactly is my my question is, well, so we only shot it down because it is flying there. Well, that seems kind of weird. Yeah. 
like what a, another one of these just kind of saunters in at you know sixty thousand feet, and then China just goes, well, it's not threatening civilian air traffic. Well, or worse, the Biden administration goes, it's not threatening civilian air traffic. Let it go because we don't want to con- de- we don't want to anger China. Yeah, and we'll get to hear more about. It's actually a good thing okay. that we let them surveil us because we can collect more intel back on them. See, but that's another interesting thing is China has not necessarily responded to this neg- negatively. Which uh, well, no, they have. They, okay, they, but not not yeah. not explicitly so. Mm. And it seems like China would not. The thing is, China would not have a good case for being upset about these balloons because they are violating U.S. airspace. They would go, well, yeah, that's we were doing that, so understandable. I think the reality is the Biden administration doesn't want to have to respond because the mm-hmm. response to these balloons should be to take a more aggressive line against China. I think the Biden administration wants these balloons to go away. They want it to be quiet because they don't want to be forced to respond to China because China might look and say, well, if you are a serious country, you would right now be increasing your overflights of Chinese airspace. You would essentially be responding. You would be responding against China in some negative way. And basically China's pushed us and the Biden administration would rather ignore that China's pushed us so that they do not have to do the politically, they don't have to, they don't have to push back, I think is the thing. They don't want to have to to push back against China. Maybe they'll take steps to shoot these balloons down. They'll take steps to, but all of that's in the shadows. If they're doing anything positive about it, they are doing it in the shadows so that they don't have to admit to the American people that we are responding negatively against China, which is, I mean, if I was China, that's exactly what I want the U.S. to do. Yeah, it's um, well, and one of the things that like Colleen's saying here on the chat is um, his supporters would disagree with any violent intervention unless it saves someone. Right. And I'm not saying it necessarily is violent intervention. Mm-hmm. It would just be things like we are increasing U.S. carrier presence in the South China Sea or we are uh, doing some tariff. There, like there were, there's no I mean, I guess the problem what she might be bringing up is how would the Biden administration respond in a way that China would f- basically feel hurt? How do they respond right. in a way that China will go, oh, man, I guess we shouldn't do that because they're doing something more negative. Like the U.S. gives F-22s to Taiwan. Or the U.S. tariffs China? Mm-hmm. What response could the Biden administration have that they would actually enact? And I think that's really that's a very good question because I don't know what they could do that they would actually do, or what would China what would hurt China enough that they would stop doing this that the administration would actually do? And I I don't know. Well, and that's that's the strange part, right? Is I mean we we can surmise all day, but for whatever reason. Biden's very concerned about upsetting China. That seems to be obvious. Like everything right. that we're doing seems really like basically just dumb. Um, because like that's that's the whole deal is like you have every good reason to be aggressive against China after stuff like this, but he's not going to be. They're going to claim right. he's being aggressive, but it's it's going to just he's going to pussyfoot around it. Like he's just not. He's just, we're we're going to send an angry letter. Like you know, it's going to be something dumb like that. And you know, for whatever reason, uh, he does not take any sort of aggressive stance against China. But at the same time, are we like sleepwalking into World War Three? Because the only thing that the Biden administration has honestly accomplished is destabilizing most of the world 
we've all but directly declared war against Russia. Uh, yeah. Biden can't. Russia and China are now more allied together than they ever have been. And if I was China, I certainly wouldn't blame them for saying, wow, the United States is crazy and unhinged. Look at how they're, look at what they're doing with Ukraine and Russia. It's now in our interest to make sure that the U.S. can never hurt China the same way they're hurting Russia. Well, and and Biden has, can't get his story straight when it comes to Taiwan. Right. Like we have the unspoken policy and all that, that we just sort of like, don't comment. And Biden's just been out there. It's like, oh yeah, if China does anything in Taiwan, like we'll take them down. And it's like, oh God. Like, I mean, I do think it's a little lame that we basically have this limp-wristed reaction um, when it comes to, you know, Taiwan. And I do think that China's adversarial and we should be addressing that. But it's not because Biden has some tough plan on taking away our dependency on China and making sure that China is not an actor on the world stage anymore. No, he's just an idiot. He's just an idiot who doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. And he just says dumb things all the time. And so this guy is going to dumb things all the time and corrupted, you know, through the service of his own corruption, potentially walk us into world war three, where it's going to be China, Russia, and Iran at least versus the West. Right. And because, I mean, at the end of the day, like everybody knows what's going on in Ukraine is a proxy war. Like right. we're, all we're doing is we're, we're just, we're sending Ukrainian men into the meat grinder because it's too politically um, untenable to send us men into the meat grinder. Yeah. But the way that they talk about it is basically entirely that, that that's the point. And, and I, I, at the end of the day, these things are following the same path. They're coming around the same timeline. I think that these objects obviously are Chinese. Um, I also think that the Biden administration is just far more concerned about not letting conservatives be able to call this a balloon than they are about anything involving the defense of our airspace. They probably roll their eyes when somebody's like, but this violated like our airspace. Isn't that a concern? They're probably like, oh my God, uh, what a bunch of losers. Stop watching Fox News. Right. And and the reason is because they are, they do not want to be backed into a corner by the U.S. voter about responding to China. They want to respond to China on their terms in the ways that they want and they are probably very frustrated that they that the American voter, if they knew what was going on, would demand a harsh response against China. And they don't want to have to take that harsh response. Yeah. Yeah. These these dumb idiots, these Walmart shoppers in America asking us to do like, don't they understand that we have this grand utopian one world government dream if they could just shut up? And stop whining about something flying over their house. Yeah. Because that is kind of the reaction I'm seeing a lot from, you know, social media liberals and things like that is just like, oh my God, they don't care about your cell phone, idiots. They're not trying to collect your text messages, dumbass. And it's like, seriously? You're like, how pathetic are you right now <laughs> that? A foreign country is just flying stuff over top of your country. And your big thing is I need to call the other guy an idiot because friend, good enemy, bad. Right. And this is exactly why they're trying to say it's 
why they're, why they're being obscure about it because they want people talking about whether or not it's a UFO and not whether or not it's Chinese. Right. That's so, I don't know. Yeah. I hate it. So I that's, I mean, it's, it's, it's very silly, but that's yep. only one of many things that the Biden administration is doing that I think is high, should be extremely suspect. For example, it was recently, it was a recently investigated reporter that talked about the explosion of the Nord Stream pipeline. Oh and my God. He's, yeah. He seemed to have a pretty good case that the CIA blew up the Nord Stream pipeline with the, I believe it was the ascent of the German government, which right. is absolutely wild because that was alleged when the pipeline was blown up. I, mean, I, I said it, Aaron said it is. It seems like this pipeline, blowing up this pipeline, only benefits the United States, and that seems now have to been, you know, almost essentially proven. Because, and it's not just this investigative reporter. The investigative bodies of of a couple countries that were investigating the Nord Stream pipeline have, in the last couple of weeks, been on record saying it definitely seems like a a Western group was responsible that this is a intentional man-made explosion of the pipeline and a some western group was responsible and it right. looks now like the cia in cooperation with the german government blew up the nord stream pipeline which is directly responsible for the massive increase in energy prices in germany if you were a german citizen essentially you could make a case that this violates what is it article 5 of nato where yeah. this is an attack on on critical german infrastructure by the united states and germany would have every legal right to declare war in the united states over a intentional attack on its infrastructure that's absolutely insane to me but that is right. something that you i can but would you really be surprised if you learned that the biden administration and these other allied western governments would seem to have nothing but contempt for their own citizens indeed because they're trying to replace all of them with immigrants from the from africa and asia would it really surprise you if the german government was like yeah yeah blow up the pipeline we don't care if our own people freeze it's more important to enact the plans of the world economic forum yeah yeah at least we won't have climate change yeah, yeah, which hilariously blowing up the pipeline released probably more CO more CO two natural gas in the air in an uncontrolled manner than most cars in Germany. But the it is it is absolutely bonkers that Western governments are attacking their own countries in order to convince their people to support wars that are not necessarily for their benefit. Like, why is the Nord Stream pipeline blown up? It was blown up to prevent Russia from being able to supply natural gas to Europe and force Germany into a position where it could, where there was no reason to stop supporting Ukraine. Because that was what is being, was being dangled in front of Germany. Like, hey, the German people are going to freeze this winter. Their gas prices are going to go through the roof. They're, they're not going to be able to heat their homes. Their energy prices will skyrocket. And German citizens will demand a reopening of the Nord Stream pipeline. Well, if, if the United States government looked at that and said, we have to deny that ability to the German citizens so that German citizens continue to vote the way we want them to vote. They continue yeah. to support the things the U.S. government wants them to support. So we're going to blow up the, pi the, the, germ the pipeline, and then the German citizens will have no choice but to either buy American natural gas 
and continue to be belligerent against Russia. Right. Because the minute that, see, this is the whole thing is like the reason why um, the the deep state and the globalists and everybody love this war so much in Ukraine is because it inflicts honestly very little pain. And so everybody yep. can support it and rally behind it and whatever, because they're not, they're not feeling any, there's no consequence from At least for the United States, yes. Right. And then, but Directly. for Germany, there would have been because oh, there, there absolutely are. and all Get, of that, like, yeah, they yeah. would have to fight for it. So let's just take those cards off the table. And right. by the way, like, just so everyone's aware, we guessed this when it happened, when the news broke about the Nord Stream pipeline, we 100% said, yeah, this had to be the United States. That's the only thing that strategically makes sense because yeah. it makes zero sense for Russia to do it because it was their bargaining chip. Why would they have, but that's, by the way, just to remind everyone, that's what we were told. We were told yeah. it was Russia. Russia totally had to have done it. Of course it was Russia. And then they stopped talking about it. And I want to remind everyone. We were everyone, told by the administration that it was when it seems very much like it was the actually the U.S. government, right? Like it, it, that, it made perfect sense that it was the U.S. government that did it. It strategically made sense. It was the U.S. government that did it. What's fascinating to me is, do you remember the BP pipeline when that cracked, and that was like a national news story for weeks and there were congressional investigations because there was a broken pipeline that was leaching into the ocean but then yeah. they detonated a natural gas pipeline and it had just been leaking into the ocean and like none of those none of those eco freaks cared yeah well you know because all of this is contrived like right. liberals don't have real thoughts they just talk to they just repeat regime propaganda in fact, hilariously, the big focus, there was a big focus on, on green oh. movement nonsense in Germany. It just had nothing to do with the pipeline leaking into the ocean. It was all about right. like, well, this city is, you know, the, the, these, this city is going to be flooded for mining. Let's go protest there. That's where Greta Thunberg was, where that's where she staged her arrest for the cameras at that yeah. protest when there was a pipeline leaking natural gas. So just, just understand everybody. They want to save the world from all of these chemicals and all this, these fossil fuels and everything, but they won't do, they, they won't do it if it puts them on the same side as Russia. Yeah. So, but you should totally take them legitimately. We should totally let them write laws and tell us what we can and can't use, even though you can, uh, you can see very easily through the politics right there. Pretty simple. Yeah. The crazy part about this though is Obviously, like we said, when, when the news broke, this makes, makes perfect sense that it was the U S the German government likely was in on it, but they lied. The German government lied to their people. The U S government lied to their people. They claimed it was Russia. Then they stopped talking about it. When this journalist released his piece where he showed all of his evidence that this was likely the United States, he's immediately labeled a conspiracy theorist. Right. Additionally, the Biden administration in months past, Biden is they're on record for saying, if there's a war with Russia, we're going to destroy this pipeline. There's people in the administration that were saying after Russia invaded, this pipeline has to be destroyed. There were people pipeline blew up from that were connected with the administration saying, we're so glad this pipeline is finally gone. And so it makes me think, well, all of you wanted this pipeline gone. Then it just conveniently explodes. I get to be very suspicious of that. 
the question is, is because it would be so popular, like we took out the Nord Stream pipeline. So, um, so Putin can't, uh, hold the German people hostage. And that doesn't uh, make sense. Why wouldn't you go with that line? Well, there's a couple of reasons. Number one, because Donald Trump already said that the Nord Stream pipeline was a bad idea because it would allow Russia to hold Germany hostage. So they can't, they can never be on the same side as Donald Trump ever. Number two, do you remember who was paying Hunter Biden a bunch of money in years past? Oh, was it a Ukrainian natural gas firm? Yeah, it was. Huh. It was Burisma, which is a Ukrainian natural gas firm and a direct competitor to the Nord Stream pipeline. Neat. I mean, it's very convenient when you have a national security reason you can try to claim that just so happens to benefit a company that was paying your son for what we're not actually sure. Political sure. influence, we're guessing. Mm -hmm. But here no. we are. Yeah. But if the administration is willing to do things like that, what else are they willing to do and keep secret in order to achieve their goals? Things like the blowing up this pipeline are hurting, hurt the population of Germany. Mm -hmm. The goal of what? Opposing Russia for some reason? I don't trust that, well, the Biden administration labels you and I, would probably label us domestic terrorists. Mm -hmm. Remember how they're, the biggest national security threat is domestic terrorists from white nationalists? And how are white nationalists described? It's basically Trump supporters. Right. Are they going to blow up my pipelines, metaphorically? <laughs> like... I don't know. What would the would the Biden administration order the CIA to do things that hurt conserve that hurt red states that hurt the population of red states that hurt the population the Trump supporting populations? Would the Biden administration do order the CIA to do something that say hurts the population of Florida because Ron DeSantis might run against him? Right. I now have to wonder whether or not that's possible because they have shown by blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline, that that sort of thing is absolutely acceptable and on the table to these people. Yeah, well, and... And the and thing is, here's the, here's the other part. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. The Chinese know that, the Russians know that, everybody in the world now knows that. They look at the United States and go, those people are wild and unhinged. They just blew up the pipeline that supplied energy to an ally of theirs and that ally that the population of one of their strongest allies are now going to suffer massive energy increases in energy prices and possibly freeze this winter because the united states wanted to make sure that they kept stayed in their sphere of influence every other country in the world has to be looking at that and going these people are crazy and can never be trusted yeah and that, that, when people, I remember when people under Trump whined incessantly that, oh no, oh, he's damaging U.S. credibility overseas. I think the United States and their actions against Russia, based both in pushing Ukraine to join NATO, in direct antagonism to Russia, 
and the response to the Russian invasion of essentially we are going to coordinate every public and private sector thing to cripple the Russian economy and their efforts to basically blackmail their blackmail and I guess false flag their own allies into supporting the war against Russia, that damages U.S. credibility so much more than any, than any of Trump's tweets ever did. The United States' reputation has been destroyed. Nobody in the, in the world should ever look at us as the bastion of truth and freedom and justice anymore and instead see us as, oh no, that's just a, that's a corrupt oligarchy that's run by the deep state in cooperation with the media over it, it's a country of sheep ruled by monsters like great if i was russian why would i ever why would i ever want to be like the united states if i was any other country in the world why would i be like wow we sh the united states they're so inspiring i'd be like Ugh. oh the united states is not isn't inspiring my god the united states is hideous Look at what they're doing. Look at how they're controlled. Look at the people in charge. They can't even have run a fair election anymore. Oh my gosh. Like I would, if I was any other country in the world, I would look at the United States with a lot of almost fear and skepticism because it's like, well, what if they decide to turn on me? They might not even need a good reason to do it. The media will just invent some lie and then they could be bombing my country and destroying my economy at the drop of a hat. That is not the kind of country that engenders trust and friendship in the long term and will only ever demand increasing levels of force in order to get its way. And that seems like a very bad trade. What's going to be really interesting is to see whether or not this report is even allowed in Germany um, mm -hmm. and whether or not we're going to see any sort of political backlash coming from Germany, because that's what's going to be interesting is now that this information's out, I'm certain that there's opposition political parties in Germany that are going to be very interested in wanting to look into this and seeing whether or not the current German government or past German government approved for this pipeline to be destroyed and then turned to the, to the German people and said, it was Russia. We're almost certain it was Russia. Oh, so bad. And then like yeah. sauntered away because what's going to end up happening is you're going to get an opposition political party that's going to be very pissed off over those lies, come out and say, we were lied to by this administration or what have you, um, and they're using basically Russia as the excuse to do so. Um, screw that. We don't think that the German citizens should be lied to and then have to you know, basically freeze to death or whatever in a winter over your corrupt lies. There's going to, people are going to basically want revenge yeah. Uh, for what they're going through, and that could very much turn into a an opposition German political party um, gaining power and then turning and saying, how is this not a violation of Article 5 of NATO? We were attacked against the needs of the German people. Like, sure, there, there's going to become that right. very weird discussion of, I don't care that Angela Merkel or who the hell ever approved this. I care that we were not consulted as a people and we were left to suffer because of an attack of the United States. I consider it an attack and I demand, um, I demand that basically our NATO allies back us up. And then all the NATO allies go, yeah, we're not going to do that. And what that's going to turn into is, okay, then NATO shouldn't exist. Like most definitely we, we've action. set ourselves up for that mm -hmm. too. We're, we've, we've destroyed us credibility and we've set ourselves up 
for countries to abandon friendship with the United States, or at least we've set ourselves up for the populations of countries like Germany, for example, and other places to demand their government distance themselves from the United States. It and essentially we've destroyed our ability to have peaceful hegemony over the world. And it now is only going to require force. And we've done it. Why? So that Joe Biden and his political friends can keep running corrupt business deals in Ukraine. I, 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 to this day, I still don't understand why the United States irresponsibly pushed Ukraine towards NATO. It, it, it seems like there was nothing to really be gained and everything to be lost. People have made the claim to me that, well, Russia just is so evil and awful and bad and they're invading everybody and they're, you know, being all belligerent. I'm not even going to debate that claim, even though I think that it, that is somewhat wrong. Let's say Russia is doing that. Well, trying to add Ukraine to NATO absolutely will, would have resulted in this war. The Russians said so multiple times because we started trying to add Ukraine to NATO in 2008. And the Russians kept saying, this is a line in the sand. And instead of saying, well, we demand Ukraine stay neutral, and then they could keep running all their little corrupt business dealings, and we, it could have been de facto aligned with the West, but just it didn't have to be officially part of NATO. That could easily have happened. Mm -hmm. And then I think the Russians would not have been in a position to essentially invade. Heck, the United States was training the U.S. military, giving them tons of military aid. And they're still not even part of NATO. They still are technically a essentially neutral country in that, in that regard. But because the arrogance of the U.S. politicians thought we can make them part of NATO, we can bring them into the EU, and the Russians will just have to sit there and do nothing. That was so unbelievably arrogant of them. And it's and the ramifications for the United States on a geopolitical sense for the next hundred years, I think are going to be profound. And they're going to be profoundly negative. I think this whole business with the United States and Ukraine is incredibly arrogant and just underlied by arrogance and greed by U.S. decision makers and is abs has absolutely no benefit to the American people. If the goal was to contain Russia, then we shouldn't have, like, then the goal should be, well, I guess this, um, pardon me, it, this, this is what frustrates me. If everyone says, oh, Russia's so evil and bad and has to be contained, well, you catch more flies with honey than vinegar. Mm -hmm. How, why was that never tried? Why was, why was that always completely off the table? What does Russia what does Russia really want? Can you tell me? Can anyone tell me? What is Russia's goal? What do they want? And then someone's going to say, they want to restart the Soviet Union. Okay, let's even say that they do. I can't blame them for that. And they're not going to stop wanting that regardless of what we do. So all they're going to do is all we're doing is increase pushing them to use increasing levels of force rather than say, trying rather than doing anything else i think that a goal could have been how about we make a deal with russia that we stop fighting each other and this is say before the war in ukraine and now i think it's impossible but why was it all completely off the table to achieve some sort of detente and peace with russia well then we have to leave the russians under putin and then they can't be gay and have drag queen story hours <laughs> well i mean i don't want I don't want the United States to have drag queen story hours, so that doesn't really that, that great. Like, 
I'm allied with the Russians on the opposing drag queen story hour for toddlers. Well, I mean, I think a very big part of it was uh, because at least according to mainstream media in the West, it was Russia's fault that DNC corruption got revealed. And that's why Hillary Clinton lost 2016. I, I mean, yep. I know like I, I don't I'm not trying to pull, you know, an old story out just to repeat it. I I honestly think that a lot of Democrats are still super butthurt about that. I think that they, I, I it is one of the things that you would be shocked how often I see random propagandist Democrats. Those are the people that get paid by the DNC to tweet stuff and whatever how often I see them still rage about the emails, about the DNC server, about Russia hacking the election. These are things right. that like psychologically wounded a lot of the dem like they are they are vengeful and enraged. It was her turn. Right. Or and whatever. I think it's all a lie as well. Like mm -hmm. Russia was not necessarily behind those leaks. And even if they were, the leaks were true. Well, yeah, I think that that's the the funniest part about it is they've never denied the authenticity of the information. They're just really mad that you learned it. Yes. And so here's what I here's my theory. I think that the circa 20 in the tooth mid you know, 2010s, I think a bunch of people in the US deep state and this probably goes back further. I think that they identified Russia, especially in the, in the aftermath of around the 2016 election, they identified Russia as saying, hey, you know what? Russia is weak. We can make Russia our boogeyman for everything, and they won't be able to respond, and we can make Ukraine part of NATO, which will make our corruption that much easier and better, and we can, make the, we can blame them for everything, and Russia's too weak to actually respond, and they're not going to do anything. Ha 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 ha. And I think a bunch of, and that's, to me, that mindset accounts for why in the, after the election they said, we'll just blame Russia because what the, what the hell are the Russians going to do about it? <laughs> they can't respond to any of these allegations. And then they blamed. And then the whole time Trump was in office, what did you hear? Well, Putin's awful, evil, and bad. And, he's an, and Donald Trump is a puppet of Putin. And they could demonize Russia further. And I think, again, that was baseless. And they were just using Russia as a scapegoat under the auspices of Russia's neck can't do anything to respond. They're so weak. Ha, ha, ha. And I think now that it has become realized that that necessarily might not have been true. But it does seem like the U.S. government, that a bunch of factions in the U.S. government looked at Russia and said, we can just abuse Russia all we want and they'll never be able to do anything about it. And that makes them the perfect, the perfect country to use as a scapegoat. And we can just, and I think the focus was on manipulating the American voter at the was the focus was on manipulating the perceptions of the American voter and Russia wouldn't be able to really respond. And that, that was fine. That was, a, that was a, just a net good. Like who cares if we alienate Russia? They got nothing to get. They can't do anything about it anyway. And we can reap all the benefits of having a foreign boogeyman to twist the American voter in circles around. I mean, if one thing I think is very interesting is that essentially the global war on terror ended and all of these defense spending, all the Patriot Act, all of this stuff went away because the boogeyman of the terrorists went away. People were tired right. of that. And suddenly, conveniently, right as that was ending, here comes Russia 
ready to take its place. Remember the reasons for war in Afghanistan and the war in Iraq? The big, re I, the big reason was if we don't fight them over there, we're going to fight them over here. Right. And that has just, and all of the pro-Ukraine pro people, that's the same line they take. When you dive into why they view this conflict the way they do, it comes down to, well, Russia's so awful, evil, and bad, and if we can use Ukraine to destroy their armed forces, then that'll be better for the United States. It's the same mindset of if we don't fight them over there, we'll fight them over here. And I think in the terms of Russia and in terms of Islamic terror and potentially even in terms of World War One, World War One, I, I think that those claims were false every single time. And it is a very good way to manipulate people into supporting military action and government overreach because you can scare them against a foreign threat. Right. Well, yeah, and and I mean, you know, Colleen's pointing out that a lot of these politicians were also around during the Cold War, and I think that that's yeah. why we see a lot of this weird Cold War thinking, because you're like, what? Which is hilarious, right? Because remember, Mitt Romney was an idiot and should never be the president of the United States in 2012 because he said Russia was a threat. Funny how that works. Fast forward to four years later, Russia's the biggest threat ever, ever, ever in the history of ever, 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 ever. Yeah. And anyone who says they aren't a threat is a puppet of Putin. Yeah. I mean, but Obama said Russia wasn't a threat. It's amazing. And I think it's things like that, that when you, that when you see the flip-flop on things like that, it shows you that none of this is actually serious and is all focused on goals that are somewhat hidden. Yeah. And the best part is it's the same people. It's the same yeah. Russian government. It's like, the same Putin. This is the yeah. same Putin that Hillary Clinton wanted to have a great reset with in, uh, what would that have been? 2010? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's insane. And not surprising, I guess. Like at the end of the day, it's just, it's not shocking. And, and mm -hmm. the problem is, is that we all know that. The same liberals that made fun of Mitt Romney in 2012, which to be fair, Mitt Romney is easy to make fun of and he's an absolute joke. But the point is the same leftists that make, made fun of Mitt Romney in 2012 are also now screeching that Russia is a massive threat. And there's like no, there's no accounting for it. There's no yeah. accountability whatsoever for that flip-flop. They're just, it, it's just in, inject new, you know, inject new code. So um, another, a couple other interesting news stories that sort of relate to this is the Biden administration recently announced that it is removing most of the surveillance blimps at the southern border due to, of all things, cost. So they, there, are the, there were at least 12 called aerostats. I, I refer to them as PTIDs blimps, which was the military acronym. Essentially, it's a giant blimp with incredible cameras that yeah. an IR capability and it's used for surveillance. And we had 12 of them on the border and now we're reducing the number down to only four because we couldn't spend the $52 million to keep operating all of these through the end of fiscal year 22. Uh, I feel that security on the Southern border probably is worth 2% of the money going to Ukraine. Right. Yeah, two percent. <laughs> yeah, but isn't that amazing? It, it's one of these things that it's just amazing that they are doing this so overtly. It's like, well, we're going to spend another what? 
recently it was five more billion to Ukraine. Oh, but we can't, we don't have the money to operate security cameras on the southern border. Right. Oopsies. So you're like, oh, oh, okay. So mass immigration to replace the heritage Americans is actually your plan. Um, how interesting. It's like, <laughs> by your actions, you're showing me that that's not a conspiracy theory. That's the intentional plan to replace the voting base because you feel that brown people will only vote Democrat forever. Great. Right. Well, I mean, LBJ basically said that. Um, True. No, it's it 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 is actually absolutely it, it's hilarious, right? So it, it, we don't have the money now. I'm not a huge fan of government spending by any measure, but we don't have the money. Like this, I guess that's that's the thing. This is where the government is going to decide to cut cost. Yeah. When have you yeah, ever this heard? Is where- when have you ever heard of the of a Democrat government finding areas to cut cost? ever where have you ever heard that i i can't i can't think of a situation that i've ever seen where a democrat government has ever decided that they were going to cut cost in government but suddenly they're going to cut cost in government and it just so happens to be on monitoring a monitoring system for the united states border yeah and i can only think some of these things like mass immigration they know that it makes a bunch of americans very mad and I think that that's the point. They know that it makes us mad and they're going to intentionally go along with it because it makes us mad. I mean, it's, just, it's the same thing with thing with diversity quotas and affirmative action and all of these other things. It's like it makes us and it's gun control. They look at it as like, what are what what makes them mad? What makes red state Americans angry? Those things. OK, those are the things we want to do because it makes it and for no reason other than it makes us angry. And they hate us, and they and they love doing things that make us angry. Yeah, like we just well, be, they'll get mad about it, and then they'll complain about it, and then we'll call them racists. Exactly, it's a wonderful self-perpetuating little cycle they have going. Right, uh, but there are serious threats to democracy that are happening, and we need to take <laughs> them so incredibly seriously. And of course, I am talking about Tranuary Sixth. The event, the horrific events of January 6th. <laughs> so, Aaron, so. I'm so I'm so choked up about this. Can you please <laughs> tell our audience what January 6th was and why we should be gnashing our teeth and tearing out our hair over this horrible, horrible attack on our democracy? There, there was a horrific um, attempted coup, an overthrow of the government. Um, it is one of the worst, uh, situations. It's, it's like nine 11 and, uh, sorry, nine 11 and Pearl Harbor put together. Um, and it, it happened in Oklahoma. And so a bunch of trans rights activists, uh, decided to occupy the, uh, Oklahoma Capitol building. Um, and it was to shut down a vote. This all might sound familiar. I'll, I'll grab the headline real quick. This is from Newsweek. The, uh, the occupying of the Oklahoma state Capitol by transgender rights activists has sparked an online debate about whether the demonstration is comparable to the January 6th U.S. Capitol insurrection by Trump supporters. According to... 
the to the Oklahoma Daily, around 150 people entered the building on Monday protesting two bills introduced by to the state Senate that would restrict gender-related health care. They mean mutilating children. Many, yeah. uh, many sported Ugh. trans flags and held placards that carried phrases including, we are not a threat to, we are not a threat, so stop making us a target and stop healthcare bans on trans. Footage, footage taken by Nick Camper, a reporter for local news channel KFOR, shows activists chanting trans lives matter in the main atrium of the Capitol. In other clips, they can be seen shouting, protect trans kids, we are Oklahoma. Later, protest, uh, protesters appear on balconies, uh, appear on balconies on the floors above, chanting, "This is our house." The protest comes in response to Senate Bill One Two Nine, which would ban gender reassignment surgery for those under twenty six years of age, and Senate Bill One Twenty Two, which would prohibit people under the age of eighteen for, from undergoing medical treatment for gender reassignment. So, um, I was told that it was an attempted coup if you went into a legislative building if you went into a legislative building with the intent of shutting down a vote that was a threat to democracy that is and, and by the way irrespective of any of the things that are being claimed by democrats about january 6 we have to look at a lot of the charges there were people yeah. being charged with sedition. Only a couple, but one of the most serious charges that's come out of January 6th was sedition. And oh, the no. reason for the charge of sedition was because they were trying to stop the normal operation of the government. Mm, okay. How is protesting a bill not trying to stop? But by the way, so real quick, just just, just to clear the air. I am totally fine with these people protesting in the Oklahoma State House. I think that that's normal. I think that that's protected under the First Amendment. I also think it's great because they say stupid things and they look idiotic and it makes really good. Like, I am never against the left talking because it always makes my arguments easier. Agreed. No, I mean, like, I, I, I actually legitimately mean that. It is not... I, I'm not ever going to sit here and say we need to shut up leftists because they make my case a lot of times far better than I can because I can just play the clips of them saying dumb stuff. So point is, I'm not against this at all. I think that this is fantastic. I think that this is normal. This is called protest. It is normal. And I think that the citizens of a state or the United States have every single right to enter their congressional houses and demand something. I think that that's perfectly normal. And I think the government should be a little nervous of its citizens. I think that's normal. I think that's good and healthy. With that being said, the Democrats demanded people be put in jail for this. You don't get to sit there and say, well, they weren't fighting the cops. Okay, if there were a bunch yeah. of cops out front of the Oklahoma State House, <laughs> what what would the headline be? Yeah, what if, would the headline be if they were fighting cops? What yeah, what would the headline be if the if the Republican governor of Oklahoma, I believe it's Stitt, uh had a bunch of police or National Guardsmen outside of the Oklahoma House 
because a bunch of trans activists were going to come and protest. What would the headline be? It would be governor six military on trans activists. Right. It wouldn't be governor protecting democracy. If, if a fight broke out, if, you know, Antifa agitators showed up or what have you and started fighting with the police, would the headline be police valiantly stop threat to democracy? Or would it be mean police start beating the crap out of trans activists and most homophobic thing ever seen? I would, I'm going to guess that one. Yeah. That's the one that sounds reasonable. Yeah. It's, it's a whole thing. Yeah. It's a hundred percent not going to be any of this. Like if the exact things that happened on January 6th happened here, it would be the opposite. We all know it. Like, I'm not going to pretend like it's different. I'm not going to try to justify, oh, well, it was different because of this and maybe that and what, no, 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 it's, it doesn't matter if, if the exact same things happened. In fact, it's a, in fact, these trans activists could actually actually kill a police officer, which did not happen, but they could actually kill a police officer in this protest. And it would be justified by the media. Guaranteed. Yeah. They would be like trans activists fearing for their lives, kill police officer. Yeah. If a trans act, if an unarmed trans activist got shot by a cop, BLM and all those other folk would be out there burning, burning the entire city down. Yeah. Which is so, and again, it's, I mean, it's that double standard that annoys us every time, but it's things like this that I think are really good because it's, this proves that when people try to capitalize on January 6th, people on our own side will no longer be able to say, yeah, but it was really bad though. Now, I think your average leftist, A, will probably never hear about this and will never, never admit that they were wrong on anything, but it's when people on the right that have been lied to and really just are such nice, well-meaning people, they just want to be loved and they don't want conflict. When they're asked to defend this sort of thing, or when they're asked to demonize this like they're asked to demonize January 6th, I think that it, the media bias will come across and it makes it easier to make that case to them of January 6th was meant to trick you. It's understandable that you fell for it. Right. Well, and, and that, that's the worst, the worst part about all of it is it's just to, to the people that you're like, you're talking about. I don't want to be mean, but there's almost part of me that's like, how can you still be this ignorant? Right. How could you not, how could you not know? Well, and to be, to be fair, there's a lot less of those kinds of people than there were before. Where it's like, certain. because I'm I'm almost certain I've said it on the show plenty of times, where it's only a matter of time until a bunch of shit libs descend upon a like state house or something, and then they're going to act like it's completely different. They're going to right. pretend. And, and that's the problem is 100% all the leftists are going to gaslight you. They're going to act like it's somehow magically different. They're going to try to say, well, they weren't fighting the police. They weren't trying to do X. They weren't being pushed by a president who wanted a coup. None of that should matter. None of that's in the, and yeah. that's the problem, right? Is it, they don't care. They don't care that the left doesn't care that a bunch of people showed up at the Capitol and protested on January 6th. They care that it was Trump supporters and they hate you. They don't want them in jail because they protested at the Capitol and because they stormed the Capitol building. They just want them in jail. 
Right. You gave them the excuse. It's not the reason that they want you locked up. They want all of you locked up. You should you 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 should recognize that given um you should recognize that given all of the uh, uh all of the ways that you hear them talk about anything that occurred on January 6th, which by the way, we still don't know who who laid the pipe bombs that were totally fake. Yeah, that is kind of weird. Now, ye old pipe bombs, ye old pipe bombs. But additionally, on on the the level of things that would be completely reported different if the roles were reversed, there were two New Jersey Republicans that have been assassinated in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, that's pretty weird. So it's an interesting situation because one female was murdered outside of her home, oh my. and Another, uh, a male was murdered while leaving work. Now, these could just be murders. We don't know. We don't know a lot. We know that the suspect that shot the woman is still on the loose, or at least was last time I checked. Um, and we know that the the person who killed the male uh, ended up killing himself. Hmm. We know nothing more. And because, well, and, and it doesn't matter to dive in. Because that's not the point we're making here. If two Democrats were killed in a short time span in the same state, it would be immediately reported as potential political violence until proven otherwise. Yeah. Now I have to ask the question, because our media sucks so bad, if this was political violence, would we hear about it? That's a very good question. I think that's the question that's on at least a lot of our minds is if these people were essentially, as it certainly looks like, if they were essentially assassinated because they were Republicans, would the media, would we know? There are people who live in New Jersey that were saying like in the comment sections that they had, they'd never even heard about it. It wasn't even reported on their local news. Yeah. If these were Democrats, it would be absolutely different. It'd be a hundred percent different. Oh my gosh. See, the thing is, this could have just been normal crime. I, you know, I don't know why these people were killed. Maybe let's just say it's normal crime and just, it's a random occurrence. You know that if they were a Democrat, that it would be then immediately alleged they were killed because by Trump supporters because they're Democrats. Mm -hmm. And the, again, and I think the the utility of talking about this is it should prove to people on that might be on our side that the media absolutely has bias and that they need to be very skeptical about what they hear, especially if there were people try, hunting down and killing GOP politicians, that will go unreported. And that is a very, that should be very concerning to a lot of people. Right. Because we could wake up. I mean, it's, it's the, it's the worry about like, there could be a civil war happening and the media doesn't report on it. So most people don't know. Right. No, I, I mean, a hundred percent. And that, and that's, that is the, the, the big problem here. Now, like I said, we don't actually know. I'm just pointing out the fact that it would be absolutely different if these were Democrats. Well, I mean, sure. <clears throat> there is a different standard because 
somebody says something mean about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and she goes on Instagram and talks about being a victim and being threatened. But Steve Scalise is almost assassinated by a Bernie, Bernie Sanders supporter uh, yeah. and several other congressmen are shot at. Um, people were attacked while leaving a speech by Donald Trump, like to include like Rand Paul and, and others uh, were attacked. They tried to storm the gates of the White House while Trump was in office in a BLM protest and then burned down a church across the street. Yeah. There had been multiple assassination attempts against Trump during the 26 uh, during 2016 and after. Um, yeah. and I don't, and I don't mean like every president kind of faces attempts, right? Like that's, well, that's remember when the thing. guy grabbed a officer's tried to grab an officer's gun and rush the stage when Trump yeah. was yeah. uh, giving a speech. I remember, I remember the left making fun of Trump for how scared he looked. Yeah. Truly despicable people. Yeah. That that's, <clears throat> that's what they said. And just remember not that long ago, just, uh, you know, several months ago, uh, a guy was literally planning on assassinating Brett Kavanaugh and he confessed to it. Yeah. He was going to go into his house and tie up his family and murder him. He confessed <laughs> to it. And it was because they were going to overturn Roe v. Wade. Right. Because the media told him that this was like going to turn everything into a handmaid's tale because like, Let's just be honest. Nobody's actually going to assassinate a Supreme Court justice because they're going to overturn a law that's going to go back to the states and allow states to make a decision. This is not a threat to anybody. And it's right. such a big political football that if you had any trust whatsoever in your elected representatives of the Democrat Party, you would it would just be very safe to assume that they're going to figure out a way to make this not have a huge effect, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So why would this guy want to go murder Brett Kavanaugh? Well, probably because the TV told him to. Because everybody on the liberal media said that this is a threat to society because it's a threat to everything. And this is what's actually infuriating me is there have been so many instances of Democrat violence of the Democrats like uh, uh, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Um, radicalizing their supporters yep. to violence, literally calling for it. Yet somehow the FBI tracks right-wingers uh, or traditional Catholics, which was the newest one. There was a leaked memo that traditional Catholics are on like a domestic terror watch list by the FBI because the liberal funded SPLC said so. So traditional Catholics and parents that don't like porn in their schools are uh, domestic terror threats. But the uh, the folks that burn down, that set cop cars on fire, well, they, they're, they're just fine Americans and we need to just, you know, celebrate them at every cost. Those are oh, peaceful protests. By the way, happy, uh, happy peanut traffic light month. I'm sorry, what? Uh, it's Black History Month. Show some respect. Why did you say peanut traffic light? Because those are the two things that the that black people gave us. Uh, Remember, it's, they always talk about like here's all the inventions by black inventors, and peanut I, butter I and heard, traffic lights are always on there, even though they weren't actually invented by black Americans. 
I didn't actually know about the traffic light thing. Um, the yeah, peanut so, one. I mean, it's one of these things that, like a lot of stuff with Black History Month, it gets somewhat. It's it's not necessarily true that peanut butter and traffic lights were invented by black people. It's mostly just please we need to find something that makes blacks look good or else all we have to point at it is all the crime now I, I i do know like my favorite is i have seen the reactions where everybody talks about how george washington carver in these to be fair this is the low-hanging fruit of dumb people on social media like george washington carver invented the peanut and it's like, well, no, that's not what happened. He didn't invent the peanut. It grows in the ground. <laughs> like, uh, no, but 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 it is but it is funny because I can see black activists absolutely making that claim. Right. But like it 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 is um it's funny actually to your point because it is Black History Month. My my favorite was watching um many of the black activists rage about how it's not black history it's american history y'all need to learn like there is no just black history it's american history and it's like cool so why do you need an entire month yeah i don't understand like it's amazing to watch them argue against themselves yeah because it's like, well, it's because every argument they have is in bad faith. And again, everything they do is just to make us angry because that's their real metric is let's if we can make the if we can make our opposition angry and pissed off, that means we're doing the right things. And also, at the same time, we have to do everything we can to deny, quote, the racists from being able to make any good points. It's the same reason why when you have massive crime from black the black community crime from illegal immigrants they will do everything they can to obfuscate that as socioeconomic factors because they can't let the quote racists make a good point mm -hmm. like uh it's it is once you real once you see it it's actually pretty funny the lengths they go to to try and just be like no no that's all don't don't listen to those people don't look at the man behind the curtain to pay no attention to what any of them say because they're always wrong forever. Right. Well, and that's so much of it, right? Is, is, is this month is going to be particularly, well, it, it actually, it's weird. I haven't seen the amount of traction I would have thought. Um, I haven't either, which I think is also interesting. Do you think it, do you think it's because they have to try to keep the activism down because it all makes Joe Biden look bad? Yes. Absolutely. Because the, the black activism is only ever anti-American. Mm -hmm. And you what you don't want if you're the Democrats right now is a bunch of black activists in the streets yelling at America because people go, so they hate Joe Biden? I don't understand. Mm -hmm. You don't want to inadvertently let black activists drive a wedge between black Americans and Joe Biden. Right. Well, and, and let's let's not forget, like... I mean, we did have the State of the Union, which, by the way, nobody watched. It was the lowest rated State of the Union since they've ever been tracking it, according to Nielsen. Which is very interesting because what it tells me is I remember hearing from my liberal friends every time Trump would have a speech when he did the State of the Union, I would hear them go, oh, my God, you're all the dumb things that Trump said at this thing. And then when now when I go, did you hear the dumb thing Joe Biden said at this thing? They go, I don't really watch his speeches. Yep. Well, they because, didn't watch them either. The news told them. Well, exactly. Yeah. The news isn't telling, isn't 
the news, and we know this, but they don't know this. The news get, had a hyper focused on any gaffe they could blame on Trump. And now that it's Biden, the news isn't covering it. And that's why they don't know anything. They don't. That's what's the same reason why they went. Obama, they think Obama had a scandal free presidency. Right. Because they never heard about it. No, the only scandal he had was that he wore a tan suit. Oh, no. Yeah. You know, except for all of the other scandals in the Obama presidency, one of which was actually brought up in our chat earlier, like Uranium One. Yeah. Hillary, Hillary yeah. Clinton purchased a bunch of uranium from Russia. That's totally fine. Just, well, you know. I believe it was also so it was sold a bunch of US uranium to Russia. Oh, that that's what it was. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I I, I always when it's the when it's the Clintons, I always think that they're buying things. <laughs> you know, yeah. like houses for Haitians that never show up. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> um no, what what is what is amazing is um yeah, the, the State of the Union happened. I did not pull audio from it because, to be fair, I'm certain our audience has already heard a lot of it. Um, what's uh, what's amazing to me is, like, think about this. What was what was the biggest news stories to come out of Joe Biden's State of the Union? Do you happen to know them, Alan? I mean, I I, I know what I'm going to get to. I just want to know if what you've heard. All I know is I saw no, numerous clips where he would say something absolutely inflammatory and vile and then a bunch of republicans would go would boo him and yell him and yell at him from the audience as they rightly should have in fact i feel that some of his statements would have warranted a congressman walking up to the podium and punching him in the mouth they were so insulting right now that's been the news story is that the news story has been how republicans were so mean they were so mean and and my favorite, James Carville. Those of you who don't know James Carville, James Carville was he was an advisor to Bill Clinton um, during the 90s. And he's the guy who coined the the term, it's the economy, stupid. Yeah. Um, that was the the term he coined on like the way that you win a presidential election is you address the economy. It's about the economy. Um, mm -hmm. the dude's like 9,000 years old now and is obviously very detached from modern day politics, but, uh, he thought, he thought that this would be a win for now. Remember, sorry, real quick. The 1990s, he was an advisor to Bill Clinton in the 1990s. What was the Democrat party identity supposed to be in the 1990s? It was supposed to be the, um, the party for workers. They were defending yeah. the little guy against the, the big guy. corporations. They the were there trying to guy. help middle-class Americans and the factory worker and the union man. That was the 1990s Democrat party. What does James Carville come out and say when it, when he was asked about the reactions of people like specifically people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, his response was they'll just let any white trash into the Republican Party. White I mean, trash. They've I remember back to the 90s painting Americans in red states as dumb red as dumb low class rednecks was a very popular thing to do all throughout the 90s. Right. I think they never they've never stood for the workers. That's only been a They've always they've they've always stood against the needs and desires of red state Americans. 
which essentially are heart are people. Well, I mean, you know, I don't, you don't need, you know who I mean. They people that are not in giant liberal cities. They've always hated people that weren't hardcore Democrat voters in big liberal cities. And this whole idea we care about the workers was only ever a charade. Even in the 90s, if you were if you were a white American living outside of a major city, even doesn't matter if you were poor, doesn't matter if you weren't, they hated you and they wanted you to be they, and they they hated you and they wanted you dead, just like they do now. The thing that I love most about this is that James Carville's from Louisiana and yeah. he he sounds like it. And so the Well, part exactly. That he... Think about how much more effort he conscious effort he had to go through to shake that stereotype. How That's he what I like, mean. Oh, I feel so ashamed that I'm being lumped in with all of these dumb idiot rednecks. I need to do go the extra mile to make sure I get invited to the Democrat parties, the Democrat party country club. What's amazing is if this guy, unless he's like sitting in DC where that's really the only place where anyone would ever know who the hell he was. But if he just goes to like some random store somewhere, even in like Northern Virginia, you know, not too far outside of DC, and he's like getting a bagel and ordering, every lib sitting in that shop is gonna think he's white trash because well, he talks like this. Yeah. He's the meme that his own party created against himself. It's fascinating. Doesn't really matter. Well, see, the thing but... is, um, his entire career is basically, I'm one of the good ones. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's like, a, he, he basically runs the same thing as Bill Crystal and, and David French. Like, it's okay, guys. I'm one of the good ones. Right. Now, the weird, the weird part for me is, there's been a like a very strange hyper focus on Marjorie Taylor Greene. Like the Democrats are obsessed with her. It's really insane. Like mm -hmm. she doesn't really do anything that well, Lauren Boebert's another one. Basically, this is something I've always pointed out and I don't like to play the identity politics. So forgive me a little bit on this. But Democrats really, 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 really hate it when there is a prominent woman in the Republican Party. And I think it's, it, it is a visceral rage. Like they see them as basically an apostate or, yeah. or like a race trader or, or whatever, whatever term you want to use because Democrats legitimately think every single woman would, would have to be a Democrat. Like, how can you not? We're the ones that we, like they believe their own bullshit. And that's the yeah. problem is like, how could any woman, how could any black ever vote Republican? It's impossible. We're the advocates for women. We're the advocates for blacks, you know, like what have you. And so they like flip into a rage when there's a, a woman or a minority that is a Republican and they will hyper-focus on them because like they're, they're just members of Congress. They don't say dumb things like AOC. They don't have the kind of social mm -hmm. media presence that like AOC and the squad has. The whole squad thing was built by the Democrat party. They didn't, the, the Republicans didn't start obsessing as they say over people like AOC or Ilhan Omar or Rashida Tlaib. It's that the Democrat party tried to make them the new superstars to show new lifeblood in the party. That's not the same case really for Marjorie Taylor Greene. Right. She's just a representative. She doesn't do anything like some of the stuff she does is kind of cringy and normal politic, right? It was a little funny that she claimed that she was going to bring a white balloon 
to the uh, um, to the State of the Union. But that's that's just like sort of like a ha ha. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. Otherwise, like what were the things? And that's the the other part too. They were so upset over these mean, evil, angry, just probably sexless women screaming at Joe Biden. Well, what were they yelling about? Um, Joe Biden was talking about fentanyl deaths. And Marjorie Taylor Greene rightfully pointed out, that's your fault because fentanyl has increased coming across the border because there is no defense of the border. So fact check, true. Um, Joe Biden claimed that Republicans wanted to get rid of Social Security. That's not true. There is, uh, Ron Johnson did propose an amendment that would affect Social Security, and it's that every five years, Congress needs to re-vote on budgetary um, spending. Mm-hmm. Things like Social Security would have to be revisited every five years for Congress to hold a vote to ensure the budgeting of it. Now, for those of you who don't pay attention, Social Security is projected to go bankrupt. That would actually yep. fix that problem. It would force Congress to have to properly allocate funds for things like Medicare and Social Security, as opposed to just ignoring them while they go insolvent. Well, the thing is, when they if they let it go insolvent, then they get to complain about it and push forward some piece of legislation that we're not going to like. Yeah, some sort of socialized God knows what. Yeah. But, so he lied. I mean, at the end of the day, that's that's the whole deal. And Mm -hmm. yeah, they're upset because, and by the way, it's just, we all know it's hypocrisy. We've, we, we saw Democrats like rage anytime Trump was speaking, scream at him, Nancy Pelosi ripping up the, the, uh, state of the union address, all of that nonsense. So it's all bullshit. It is amazing that Democrats have the temerity to turn around and be like, I cannot believe the lack of decorum. Like. Two years ago, they weren't doing the same thing. Yeah, that is pretty galling. Like they just pretend like we're not going to remember or they just challenge us. Like, go ahead, call me out. What, you know, I don't care. Mm -hmm. And I think that that honestly, if you really want to get to the point of why, why people get so enraged over the left in this country, it's that. Yeah, it's that they just blatantly show the double standard and they don't care. Like uh, they just arrogantly smirk at you, challenging you to do something about it. And then when people try to protest it, they throw them in jail for, you know, years. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's, <laughs> it is a very frustrating state of affairs, but if anything, it is, it makes it easy to feel very little sympathy for them and feel no really reason to ever work with them ever again. Right. Yeah, like you're doing everything in your power to make me not want to work with you, but you're also turning around and being like, I just don't understand why our country's so divided. Right. What is frustrating is is when random Democrat voting Americans, when they don't see it and when they ignore it, that I think is where it is much more frustrating because a bunch of a bunch of vile politicians being vile, I think we can all I mean, I'm under no illusion that they're going to change their ways. It is mostly frustrating when 
Democrat voting Americans I interact with when they refuse to recognize what's actually going on and who these right. people are that they're throwing so much of their support behind. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. So we're in the we're in the last 10 minutes of the program. And I guess the question is, is, is there anything else we missed? We talked about the Nord well, Stream being blown up and balloons and all that. There is potentially a giant environmental disaster brewing in Ohio, which is very concerning, especially with how little news coverage I've seen about it, uh, which is a train carrying a huge number of hazardous chemicals derailed, caught on fire, and then was uh, basically detonated by the authorities, causing this enormous fire of all of these horrible chemicals, creating this potentially absolutely terrible environmental disaster uh, i people people on twitter have been calling it uh chern what is it chern ohio as in essentially chernobyl ohio uh, a lot of these containers were filled with a substance called i believe it's a polyvinyl chloride and okay. it is a one a horrible carcinogen in its uncured liquid state and it's now all on fire getting essentially ejected into the atmosphere in all the smoke. Uh, fish in local waterways are dying. Uh, I think a th residents in a 30 mile radius, or at least 5,000 people were evacuated. And residents in a 30 mile radius were told to stay indoors and to essentially be concerned about the toxic fumes this massive fire is giving, giving off. It could be a very. It could be something incredibly serious, and the environmental and the problem is all of this is within the. I believe it's the Ohio River watershed, hmm. which is not great because that water feeds a lot of farmland, and if that water is contaminated with these carcinogens that potentially can migrate into the food chain, the ecological and and economic ramifications of this um, disaster could be i've seen projections that this could be very severe and it is very weird that the media that other news channels are treating it uh, as such a minor event when it potentially could be one of the biggest ecological disasters affecting the united states in the last decade now hopefully all those concerns are overblown but that is something that is going on and i very much have my fingers crossed that it's not as bad as some people are predicting. Now, it's possible that the concerns are a little overblown, but there's something else. There has to be something else. And I'm not quite mm -hmm. sure what it is. And the reason why I know that there has to be something else. So this is happening in Palestine, Ohio, but it's also on the border of Pennsylvania, but it is right. considered an Ohio problem. Well, Mike DeWine is the Republican governor of Ohio. So the media should naturally be just dragging this guy and talking about how awful he is and how terrible he is. Remember, when Flint mismanaged their own infrastructure and leached lead into the water, it was blamed on the Republican governor who hadn't even really yeah. been there that long. It was blamed on the Republican governor that Flint had mismanaged its entire infrastructure for decades. So yeah. why wouldn't the why wouldn't the left love to turn around and blame a Republican governor of Ohio? Because remember, like Ohio flipped red 
And that's that's been a very troublesome problem for them. But mm-hmm. now why wouldn't why wouldn't they turn around and 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 use this as like, oh my gosh, look at how awful the Republicans are. Now, part of it could be the destination of this train was Pennsylvania and Palestine, Ohio's right on the Ohio Pennsylvania border. And Pennsylvania is a huge shitlib state uh, being run by Josh Shapiro, perhaps, but there has to be something else because the media never avoids being able to cry about a Republican governor and some sort of ecological disaster. Right. And that's what makes me wonder. Now, the first the first thing that I looked up, as as you know, was what derailed the train. Because it's a very popular tactic in Seattle, of all places, to talk about derailing trains. Right. Especially, well, I would say especially Portland. Like these Antifa groups. I'm sorry, Portland. Yeah. Yeah. And these Antifa groups in especially the Pacific Northwest that have a history of attachment with the um, eco-terrorist movements. The idea of derailing trains through various methods comes up in their liter- literature often. Right. So I was... I wondered if the reason why we weren't hearing about it was because there was some sort of ecological terrorism. But as far as I can tell, it was a mechanical failure. Um, right. Supposedly there was a mechanical told. failure. The axles, like one of the axles of the um, train seized up potentially and then caught fire due to the friction of essentially movement. Uh, and that's what started the fire in all of these containers the train then crashed and derailed now you have this fire the fire was heating up all of these the big um oh the big containers of all of these volatile liquids the worry was if they reach the actual flashpoint inside the containers they will detonate and that will be really bad and so the i guess the police department or fire department set uh controlled demolition charges on these tanks to punch a hole in them to release the pressure which would then i mean it would make the fire worse but it would not be like detonating it'd be like instead of tossing a propane cylinder onto a fire and waiting for it to explode propping a propane cylinder onto a fire and then shooting a hole in it you're gonna get a big explosion but it might not be as bad as if the tank itself reaches a reaches the critical failure point right and like like you said, it's entirely possible that this is just being hand like this is actually being handled appropriately. But there are people that are concerned, understandably, and there does seem to be evidence of like wildlife die off due to this. So there are concerns. My bigger question though is why is you know what I mean? Like like it it just it seems like low hanging fruit for the left to take, and I wonder why they're not talking about it. Right. But then again, it could be inconvenient. I mean, I don't know. Warren Buffett's a huge Democrat um, Democrat fundraiser, and he happens to own a whole lot of stuff in the railroad space. So maybe there's that. Or maybe these chemicals go to something that the Dems love. I don't know. It does seem I, – I know that this – I'm not trying to put on too much of a tinfoil hat here, but it does seem suspicious that the leftists are not taking this opportunity to go after somebody like Mike DeWine. Certainly. Certainly. And there is the, the part of, I don't really trust the government very much anymore. When they say nothing to see here, everything's safe. Don't worry about all the dead fish in the river. You can return to your homes. We have determined that the number of volatile com- compounds in the air and water are below the threshold of human safety. I, 
don't really trust that anymore. And it makes me wonder if there was a reason to lie about this. I just don't trust the government to not take that opportunity. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you don't get me, you don't get me to uh, inherently trust the government. It's, it, it's kind of on the government to prove to me that I should trust it. Right. And anymore, I've, I very much don't trust it anymore. But I think the, the worry is if somebody was at fault, let's say government regulations, if there was someone at fault that was inconvenient for Democrats, they absolutely would try and cover it up. If there was some problem with these chemicals that would also be a problem for Democrats, they would try and cover it up. I feel that it is more likely that the Democrats, Democrats and the media especially will try and cover things up that are negative rather than being honest about them, which just makes me more suspicious of literally everything. Yeah, that's that's why I'm assessing that there's something inconvenient for Democrats involving this train because it just seems so obvious that they would take this opportunity to go after it. You right. get to blame and a Republican because there's governor. Been such little reporting on it. That mm. is what is very surprising. You'd think the left, which loves the environment so very much, would be using this as see, this is why we need to regulate companies and pass more corporate tax and look how awful these big businesses were. Ooh, big chemical, it's so bad. Yeah, this is like and Aaron they're not Brockovich. taking that opportunity, yeah. and that makes me suspicious. Yeah, and I think I think rightfully so. And so we're going to have to keep an eye on it and see what more might come out of it. But they certainly want to, um, you know, they're they're going to want to seemingly cover this up, which means that it likely um, looks bad for Democrats because very, very you know, possible. Like yeah, said, if if it didn't, if it didn't, it would be everywhere. You would be hearing about it. It would be all over the news stations. Um, it would be a much bigger focus, especially because they would distract from the other, um, you know, flying objects that are going through the sky right. under Biden's watch. But, but that's going to have to be it for us uh, for this show today. So be sure to come back next Sunday at noon, where we'll do this all over again and let you know what's going on. I'm Aaron from the East Coast. I'm Alan from the West Coast. And this is Wrong Think Radio.